Welcome to Strictly Footy. Great to say that again. We're back for episode three. Um, we hope you guys have been enjoying the content so far. Uh, obviously, your feedback's always going to be much appreciated. Um, we're continuously trying to grow, trying to improve what we can do for you guys as well, the listeners. You're the most valuable thing to us as a podcast, so without you guys, we're nothing. So you guys continue to let us know um, if you're feeling what we're posting or if you've got a problem with it or what any new content that you guys want to see just hit our dms uh, at strictly footy pod on instagram rating review on spotify all that good stuff let us know um everything that's going on but without further ado jared how are we going bro always a good day when you're talking about footy yes sir yes sir okay so the topic that we got going on today is um off-season grades. Off-season grades. Sorry, I just had a complete mind blank. Uh, we've got off-season grades. Do you want to uh, inform just the, just the viewers and the listeners what how exactly we're going about this, how are we grading people and teams based off their off-season, all the key components that are led into each team's grade? So basically, we're grading teams. We're looking into their off-season, basing it off, you know, players they've re-signed, players they've lost... Uh, players they've gained, um, maybe contracts, uh, bad contracts that they've given away. Um, and we're doing it in a ranking system, obviously, uh, just like school. A is the best, B, C, D, E, and F, if we have any teams that we think have just completely bombed the offseason. So that's how we're going to run it, looking at the gains, looking at the losses of each team, seeing how they're setting themselves up for this season and the future. And both of us have given them a grade each yeah, so we're going in alph- alphabetical order, um, and you know, just like your school grade, you get an exam back, it'd be you get an A, that's good. You get a D, it's probably the worst you could get. Um, I don't believe we have anything below a D. I think I might actually. Let me let me take a look in it. I do. You do. Great. I do. So do Great. you. I do? Yeah, you do. Uh, okay. Well, this is going to be interesting then, isn't it? So, without further ado, let's just crack straight into it with the Brisbane Broncos. Now, I've given them a B-, minus, but I'm actually going to change that to a B. They've just recently signed Marty Tapao. Uh, after I gave them the B minus, I think that is a good signing for them, especially seeing as he plays. Well, my take is he plays better behind a good forward pack. They've got guys like Haas, Flegler, Carrigan. I'm sure he'll provide great depth off the bench. I'm sh- sure that he'll rise back to form. Maybe not the old money to power, but definitely rise back to form. Yeah, I've gone with a C now. I understand that Tapao is a good signing for whatever you know price tag they got him for, but not sure if he really slots in onto their bench. Like I think he's in competition with people like Jensen, um, Hetherington. They've, I mean, they got Willison as well, the young bloke. So he makes it onto the bench probably, but I'm not sure. If he's going to be a consistent player for them, I think he's more of a depth signing. Obviously, he's still a first-grade quality player, but he looks to be more of a depth signing to me. So, therefore, he doesn't really um, he doesn't really have that much of an impact for me in terms of Brisbane's uh, ceiling and floor about where they could finish. I think they're still probably in about that seven to ten range on the ladder. 
if we're talking strictly off season and not just recruitment, it's it's a C because of all the Cobo stuff and all this stuff about Cameron Walters and Reese Walsh with Fafita. Like, there's just been so much outside distraction, which I think is really uh, messed with the the flow of their off season. And I've got here uh, their key additions: that is Reese Walsh and Martin Tapao. I don't believe they signed anyone else. Uh, not uh, Jock Madden. Jock Madden, yeah. Um, and then they've lost Tamara Martin to the Warriors. Reese Kennedy went to the Super League. Uh, Tyson Gamble to Newcastle. Brenko lead to the Dolphins. Um, and then they lost... Uh, Tessie New. Tessie New. To the Dolphins. To the Dolphins. See, I don't believe a lot of those losses are massive for them. Maybe just depth-wise, because yeah. Tessie New wasn't starting there. I think Tamari Martin for Reese Walsh is going to do them good long-term, but yep. they do lose experience for this season. Yep. So I can see that being a loss maybe for this season. Um, and another one uh, we forgot to talk about, Jock, Jock Madden. I think all their players get into this, that they've signed get into the 17. I think mm. Marty comes off the bench. Mm-hmm. I think Madden plays 14. Or six if they don't want to play Ezra Mam. Next yep. to Reynolds, I think he could do good things. Yep. And um, Brees Walsh, obviously, at fullback. So I think they haven't had a bad offseason. The only thing that would bring them down, I think, is the old Cobbo yeah. situation. It's nothing to do with their um, retainment and the recruitment and stuff. It's actually more to do with all the, I wouldn't say scandals, but it's all the distractions that they've had around the locker room. Um I think they've still got a very solid squad going into um, next season. I think they did lose a bit more than they gained. And I know they're all fringe kind of um, 17 players. They're not consistently playing every week. But the fact that they don't have that depth now is like if Walsh goes out, they're going to have to shift Cobo to fullback and then it messes their whole backline up. Whereas last year, if Tomato Martin went down... Tessinu just slotted straight into fullback. Yep. And the rest of their back line was kept the same, right? So that's my whole kind of thing. I think a lot of it's going to be jumbled up and moved around a lot, which it'll probably mess with the fluency of the attack and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I think Marty will be there in round one on the bench, but I'm not going to go as far as to say that that spot is safe for the entire year. I think he's I still, still got to play his way. He will have to prove himself and, coming and play, off the bench. Yeah, and play consistent footy. Because we saw last year at Manly that when Tapao switched on, he'll give you an impact, he'll give you meters, he'll give you tackles, and even a bit of shifting with the ball, right? But I think the Broncos will be looking at him like, okay, you have a significant amount of rounds where you're going to prove yourself. You're only on a, probably a minimum contract, right? If you can't do that, then we're going to bring someone up like Willison who's going to step in and fill that role and be that kind of guy off the bench. Or, you know, they've even got Palacia or they've got Pierre Cora. So they still have many options that could fill the shoes of Tapao if he doesn't show up and perform. I think this offseason, did we say they lost um, Hosking as well? No, we didn't. Yes, they lost Hosking too. Um, I think it's very much a offseason where I think they know that they're probably not going to be premiership contenders this year. I think it's more of a setting up for the future offseason. Let's get some depth, get some young guys into the team that we could potentially build around or that could be key additions for when they do go on their championship run. Yeah. I agree. I think they know that last year they probably dipped in form just because of how young their team was. So they probably brought in a bit of experience into power and kind of 
let a few young guys go just to really solidify their veterans in that change room. But yeah, I think a C to B, anything in that range is kind of fair. I wouldn't say they've had an outstanding offseason, especially with all the off-field stuff, but I think it's still solid enough to where they're still finding themselves in a competitive spot. Yep, I completely agree. We'll get on to the Canberra Raiders. A team which is in a similar boat to Brisbane in terms of where they're probably projected to finish on the ladder. Yeah, I'd say so. I yeah. think on our ladder predictions, we had them reversed. Yeah. In, uh, nine, I think, 9 and 10, was it? Yeah, 9 yep. and 10. I think I had Canberra 9 and um, you had Brisbane 9. I think it was that way around. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Canberra, I've given a C plus. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a sh- I'm having a mind blank as to who they've re-signed, but they did re-sign a few guys over the off-season. Yeah. Um, I've given them a C plus just because they lost Adam Elliott, who was filling in in a number of different roles. Canberra played nine some games. I think his best position was lock. Uh, played second row a little bit as well. And I, I think he's a quality player. I think he's a solid player. And I can't remember. I, I don't think they have any gains this year. It's just the Adam Elliott loss. They um So they obviously lost Ryan Sutton to the Dogs as well. Yep. Um, But they lost... Uh, they gained, sorry, Pasami Solo from Newcastle, who's just a depth signing really to the bench. Um. Did they really extend anyone? I'm not too sure they really extended anyone or did any of that kind of stuff. I think they're probably just running back the roster that they've got now. Obviously, I've given them a uh, a B minus. I don't think it was too bad all season. I think Elliot, that loss is probably going to hurt them quite a bit. But I think it's also not a bad thing for them to Canberra where if they don't do so well this year, they still can bring young guys like Trey Mooney and Mariota, Mariota sorry, into the lineup and they can really give them their reps in first grade and then continue to progress forward because people like Hudson Young, uh, Savage, Chris Tomoko, they're all still young. I was going to say they've got a, a, quite a number of good young players there and I think White and Fogarty will be around for a while to, I guess, kind of create just 10 chemistry over the seasons. Yeah. Well, I believe um, Tarpany's only about 25, 26 as well. And they've just re-signed him. So I that was... think he's 27 when I checked. Oh, really? Okay. But, but yeah, he's, that's he's a... still young. He's got, what, five, at least five years left in yeah. him. Yeah. No, 100%. I think that's a, a big bonus for them too as they did bring back Tarpany. I'm not exactly sure the exact amount of money they brought him back for. But, no, I, I think that the Raiders just had a mediocre off-season, like the grade B minus C plus kind of says. Like, I think it was just, they didn't get better. They probably got slightly worse than better. I would Elliot. agree. I would agree. And Sutton, I know Sutton didn't play last year, but he's still such a great player to have if someone goes down with an injury or a suspension or a rep round or whatever the case may be. If you need someone to fill a hole, Ryan Sutton's just very solid footballer. Yeah, um, I think you rate Sutton a little bit higher than me. I haven't yeah. watched a lot of him. I know he's a decent depth player. I just haven't had that chance to look at him in depth and make that decision to say, okay, Ryan Sutton's a big loss. Yeah. Speaking of Ryan Sutton, the Bulldogs, where he's ended up, we've both gone for an A. Great off-season. Great, Great off-season. off-season. Now, I don't necessarily want to mention Crichton, but I think it still does count towards that this off-season they sign Crichton for next year, 
I'm not going to count it towards the grade, but I just want to say, like, again, their recruitment drive has been outstanding. Outstanding. I think uh, Gus Gould has a lot to do with that. Oh, Obviously, 100%. new coach in Cameron Surratt, who's come from a great system. Players want to play under a guy like Surratt that's come from that kind mm. of system. Kind of like yeah. Fitzgibbon coming going over to Cronulla. Players like Hines, yeah. Finucane all went over with him. So, I think it's a bit like that. Obviously, they've signed Kikau, Reid Marnie. Um, been a few other guys Farmanu Brown will be good Sutton yeah, like they said extended Burton as well extended Burton for how long four five years five years yep uh, Andrew Davey off the bench I think will be solid for them um, improve their centre depth which I think they really needed to do yeah Great off season. I, got, I can't. I can't really fault it. They've brought Josh Reynolds in too, and I don't think he's necessarily necessarily there to play. I think he's there for more of his experience, especially with players like Matt Burton and Flanagan. I think um, someone like Reynolds and having his experience and his mentality and stuff will really do a lot for this squad. And he's a bulldog at heart, right? So he comes in and he's like, boys, you got to work for Belmore. This is the effort you've got to put in. This is the mentality you've got to have when you go out onto that field. You've got to be ready to go to war. Like you saw that Bulldogs team that went to the grand final with like Reynolds, um, Barber. Um, Graham. Graham. Yeah. Josh Jackson. Yeah. Like that as well. So all those kind of players, you see how they're just going to put their heart in their sleeve and just rip in, right? And they're tough. I think the dogs need someone like that around them and guys like Adokar will fire them up too but like someone like Reynolds who's going to be like boys you've got to be reckon- ready to whack on with anyone that steps across you the wrong way or treats you the wrong way like and that's what the Bulldogs culture was for quite a while like they were ready to go at any time they were tough and they were grinded out kind of team so I think Reynolds is, a, is an underrated addition to this team in terms of just his knowledge and his experience yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Like you said, their culture has been like that for probably since the team was created. It's mm-hmm. always been kind of thing. It hasn't been Mazur, he's another player we forgot to mention. I would have liked to have seen them go after at seven. Yeah. I think they are a halfback away from being genuine contenders in 2024. If they can land a Moses, which I don't know if they're going to have the money to do now, yeah. even if they can just land a decent halfback... Unless Flanagan has a has a year this year, if they can get a decent halfback, I think twenty twenty four, at least I'd say in the top four. Well, the thing the thing for me is with the dogs, right? Is they could even go snap up someone like George Williams who wants to come back to the NRL. Exactly. And he's off contract at the end of the year uh, in the Super League. So, you know, maybe you look at bringing him back over. You know, people are a bit hesitant to bring Williams and Bateman back to the comm but they only left because they couldn't get their family over because of COVID right it wasn't He's because quality they were... 7 oh 100% quality 7 100% I think if I'm the dogs and I run out of a bit of money now that I've signed Crichton for near a million dollars a year George Williams if I can get him over on what 6 700 He's, I'd go to him over Moses where you're almost offering double that for his services. Oh, yeah. If, if you're offering Moses double George Williams, you go with George Williams. 100%. 100%. 100%. I love I love the Bulldogs offseason. I think they've done really, really well. I think so, too. Anyway, we'll get on to the Cronulla Sharks now. I've gone B-. And I've gone C+. So we're basically in the same range here. I think they're just... 
running it back. They had a good year. A uh, few injuries to players that will come back. Hamlin Ueli missed a lot of the year. He started off the year great before his in- injury. Um, I'm sure Wade Graham will be somewhere in the 17 as well. Um, they did lose Lockie Miller, but he was just kind of a depth player for them. I just want to say to Lockie Miller, I saw a photo yesterday of him training with Cronulla. So we got told that it was done. Daily Telegraph said that it was done. I'm assuming it's going to be something to do with the CBA negotiations mm. and that contracts aren't being processed right away yeah. at the moment because of it. But, yeah, I, I think... It's, it's like, a bit of a weird one. Yeah, a bit of a weird one. I, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with it, whether they strike. I don't really want to see the US players come over and take over the NRL yeah. teams. I feel like I'd rather watch New South Wales Cup. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, like I said, Lachlan Miller's kind of depth signing. Um, sorry, a loss in depth. You've got guys like Cade Dykes that can fill back there. Mulatalo can play fullback if he has to. Mm-hmm. Hines, which I don't really like, but he, he's a good fullback. Like, I, I like Hines. I don't like him at fullback for the Sharks. Um, apart from that, they've signed Oregon Kifusi, who I think will be in their top 17. Yeah. Just kind of a run it back year. Yeah, I tipped uh, Kifusi to have a breakout year. We see Parramatta are really, really good with developing forwards. We've seen that with Papali'i, Madison, Lane, you name it. So I think he's going to come out. And Fitzgibbon as well gets the best out of his forwards. We saw that last year. And, yeah, I just think he adds to the impact and to the mongrel of that Sharks bench where you're going to get players like, you know, Royce Hunt, Cameron McInnes, Oregon Gafusi, and Teague Wilton. Dalfinokin. Yeah. Like, they just got a very, very tough team. And we were talking about this the other day, the fact they didn't really blow anyone out of the water last year. They would just grind away, tackle all game, and they'd really work for their opportunities, which is kind of more finals footy than just blowing people out of the park, right? Yep, 100%. And you saw teams that can win when they're not playing the best. It's a, it's a very important thing to have as a team that you can just gut out a win when you're not playing great. And I know I'm a Manly fan, but I'm going to go back to it. 2021 for Manly, every team below them on the ladder, they blew out. But they could not get into a gutsy fight with any of the top exactly. teams. They couldn't. They got smashed by Melbourne. They got smashed by South. They got smashed by Penrith. Yep. But a team that was one spot below them, Roosters, they would smash them. They could not get into dogfights. And I think that's what's so good about the Sharks is that's their style regardless who they play. And I think that any footy team that has that style of play is going to be in a game regardless of the situation at all. Like, I think even like a 12th place team, if they grind everything out, like Canberra did a few years ago, right? They finished in like 10th, 2021. But they they used to stick in games with Melbourne and Parra, etc. And they used to grind out games. They would, they would even, I think there was a game, maybe it was round one, round two, round three, sometime around there against the Sharks. They gritted one out there. I remember that, yeah. They always, well, not always, but in past times, Canberra have been one of those teams that can get a win out of nowhere. Got it through the game. Yeah. I think that's still kind of their mentality. I think they're a bit more attacking now. But yeah, like teams like that, I think the Sharks, they brought back Wade Graham, brought back Kafu, uh, they brought in Kafusi, sorry. They didn't really need to do much else. Did they really lose anyone? Mm, not really. Franklin Pele? That's about it. They lost a little bit of depth, but they're a team that has 
a lot of it anyway. Yeah, exactly. No, I think the Sharks, C plus, you could probably even say a C. I just think Kabusi's going to have a big year. So I think that's a win. So if we're looking at teams, the Broncos offseason, is it a, is a W or L? I think it's an L. I think it's a W. Maybe they don't play. Maybe they're, they're around the same point as they were the, uh, last year. But I think it sets them up much better for the future. I think Canberra's also slightly at L. I agree with that one. Canberra took an L there. Dogs W. Dogs massive W. And Sharks W. Sharks, I'd say a W, yeah. Yeah. All right. The Dolphins. Now, I originally had D. Yeah. Just because a team needs a marquee player. I don't think you can do amazing in the NRL without a marquee player, and they failed to do so. And they went after Munster, they went after Ponga, they went after quite a few guys, and they couldn't get it. In saying that, they still have decent players. There's a lot of decent players in the team that could get them a few wins. And so for that for that reason, I've gone C. I don't think it was great, but they definitely did well considering they couldn't pull a marquee player. Now I've gone a lot better than you. I've gone B plus. And had they have secured someone like Dylan Brown, Ponga, Munster, whoever it was, I think this would have been an A plus. I think they've built a really, really strong pack and people will say, Oh, it's just the Storm Outcasts and Tom Gilbert and Nichols, right? Like really old aging fours and but Tom Gilbert's really, really impressive, and he played really well for the Cowboys last year. I think they were gutted that he actually left. They've picked up O'Sullivan, Tessie Newhammer. They've picked up a lot of X-Factor players who I think, given the right system and if Wayne Bennett uses them correctly, they're almost the X-Factor players that they were after. Now, are they necessarily top 10, top 15 players in the NRL? I don't think so, but I think if... If Bennett gives the keys to the right people like Hammer and New and O'Sullivan, and if he gets Gilbert more involved as a ball playing 13, you know, I think Marshall King was also really, really good for the Dogs last year. So I think they've recruited really, really well. And we were looking um, at their salary cap, and they still got about 20% to spend before the season actually starts. Yeah, that's another really interesting um, kind of bit of news that we saw there earlier today. NRL rules state that you have to use at least 95% of your salary cap. Yeah. Now, the Dolphins have only spent 75% of the cap, so they have a lot more to spend. The problem is there's just no more players left to re-sign for next year. Not re-sign, to sign for next year. Yeah, 100%. I think um, the thing with the Dolphins is people expect them to go out and splash $1.2, $1.3, $1.4 million on a marquee player. But I'm actually happy they didn't go pay someone an absolute ridiculous amount of money that maybe they didn't deserve. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you because if you pay the wrong player too much money too early and it fails, you're stuck with that yeah. for however long you sign them for, three, four, five years. Yeah. And that's not good for a new team if you want to start competing you can't have that look at the titans with say like ashley taylor gave him too much money too early i think and that contract stuck with them for quite a few years yeah 100 percent. i just think the dolphins had a really really good offseason i'm calling it a w for a team that's just been introduced into the comp i don't think i can call it a w or an l really i think they've got a pretty good they've got a nice team for a team that's just come into the comp i don't know if it's going to be competitive at all yet but i think 
in terms of years to come, I think they've set themselves up pretty well. I like it. I like it. Moving on to the, is that the Titans. Titans. I've gone for a B. I've gone A minus. But I might bump it up a little bit. A little I, bit. I would encourage you to. They've got Sam Verrills, Kieran Foran. Um, they've finally made the right move. I think in moving Brimson the fullback. They're getting. Mm-hmm. They've got spines sorted out, which I think they haven't done in quite a while. Um, who else have they brought? They re-signed Tino, or was that? No, they re-signed. Oh, no, they re-signed Tremaine Spry the other day. That's all I saw. I haven't seen any. Oh, no, maybe they did extend Tino. I feel like they extended Tino. It looks like they're going to re-sign David Fafita as well now. Yep. He's not off to yep, Canberra. I, saw that. Um, I think they've had a great off-season. They did lose Marju, but I think they've got two really good young wingers in Fafita and Pereira to come in and fill the shoes. Yep. So I don't think there's too much of a loss there. I just love they've got now experience of foreign... Played in a good system when Manly was one of the top teams every year in the comp. Verrill's coming out of the Roosters, who I think was very underappreciated just because he had that many stars around him. I think you were saying that the other day too. I think the Titans have done very, very well this offseason. Yeah, I think Verrill's is really underrated. They got Shop in there now as well, who I think, you know, whether or not people rate Shop or not, I think he's a solid first-grade centre. At, at the very least, depth. Yeah, 100%. And they brought up Carl Pereira now. They extended Jojo Fafita. The one thing they could have done for me is clean out the coaching staff. I agree with you too. I don't think Justin Holbrook has what it takes to take them to where they're looking to go. Mm -hmm. I think the Titans are definitely on the right track if they want to become a competing team. I don't think they've been a competing team since they've joined the comp in 2007. I think just a better coach maybe would have taken them there. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I agree with that, but I'm happy with a B and an A minus. So, again, in the same ballpark, I think we're on the same page for a lot of these, but, uh, yeah, W off season. I agree. W, w, Definitely w, w. a W. They might finish lower than they did last year. Mm. But they're going to be better. Stronger comp, but they will be better. 100%. To your very own. Manly Seagulls, we've both gone for a C. I've given us a C. Um, we did lose quite a lot of players. Dylan Walker, I think, is going to be the biggest loss because we don't have a recognised utility player off the bench, especially how Manly uses them. Like, you can bring Cooper Johns, you can bring KO Weeks off the bench, but we like to bring our utility on to play in the middle, basically act as a third half, like, like Jake when Jake's playing lock and just give the tired forwards a bit of a hard time up the middle. Yeah. I don't think we have that, so I think Dylan Walker is probably our biggest loss. Yeah, I think four and we should be okay because I'm predicting Schuster would be great this year, but if Schuster has a tough year, then four and will definitely be a loss. Um, apart from that, re-signed Garrick, got rid of Marty Tapao's 800k contract, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad off-season by any means, but it's not also like a... You guys didn't get better and you didn't get worse. I think you're in the same spot that you were last year. I agree. I think we're going to be... Same as the last few years. Tom's there. He's healthy. Yeah. We'll have a half-decent season. We could have a great season. If he's not, we're going to be lagging somewhere down in the bottom, mate. Yeah. I think... 
I think for Manly, the thing I don't like about the off season is the fact they've they brought in Seabold, who who didn't have the best. And I'm not disrespecting him as a coach. I'm just saying, if I'm going on track record, um, yes, he did really well with South, but they had a very very good roster. But he was he didn't perform with Brisbane, and he also tore down their culture. And I think the last thing Manly need is someone to take this culture down further than it already is at. Um, and I don't think they settled a lot of the things after Scott Penn came out and said they're going to keep doing the prior jersey. They sacked Des Hasler. I just think there's still too much going on at Manly. I, I don't like, and I'm not knocking, knocking Ruben Garrick as a player, I don't like that you've promised him that he'll play centre at the bare minimum because I, I, I just, I don't know how you can, I don't know why we're promising everyone that they're going to play centre now. Like Suwali'i, Garrick, all these people are moving into centre, like Cobo. I just don't get it. I don't I don't mind Garrick there, just seeing as he he, play, he did play centre in juniors yeah. for St. George. So I don't think he's going to be lacking too much defensively there. Mm-hmm. He played fullback and did, I think, a brilliant job of filling in for Tom until the whole Jersey saga happens. Yeah, I think he was running over 200 metres a game. Yep. Ball playing skills had improved a lot, so I don't necessarily mind him at centre. I think Scott Penn is really... I think our club was one of the best set up. At the end of 2021, we had probably the one of the best junior systems. We are sitting up there, but I just think he's... Bringing out the prior jerseys without consulting the players, firing Des Hasler for who knows why. I think Des Hasler was doing great things for Manly, but yeah. Seabold, I don't mind it, but I'd much rather Des Hasler. And I guess we'll see how Seabold goes. Yeah, I just don't know. I think I like the move of Schuster to five eight. I really want to see what he can do there, and he clearly thinks that he can be an NRL representative level player at that position. But I think there's a lot of movement around your team. Like, we're moving Garrick in. Kelmer is now coming in, I assume, to play in the second row. Um, and now we've got no ball-playing lock off the bench like Walker. Um, and now we're moving all these players around so they can all play where they want to play. Like, And Seabold hasn't confirmed any of this, right? It's just speculation. But I don't know. I feel like... You don't see this from clubs that are really competing. They don't move everyone around like willy-nilly just to accommodate everyone's needs. And I feel like if the egos do take over this team, which I don't think they've really addressed, I and I just don't know if Seabold, Seabold can, can take hold of that and say, no, boys, we're just playing for each other. Like, And I know that doesn't really have anything to do with the off-season, but they still need to address this stuff. And I think that's the reason why I'm so low on the off-season is because Des Hasler is the one coach I think can really give him an earful and let them know that this is not manly. Like, he is manly, right? Des Hasler is manly. And I just don't like that they let him go. Neither, neither. Anyway, on to Melbourne. Melbourne Storm. I've gone B+. Mm, And I think that might be a little under. A lot of people are going to disagree with both of us on this because obviously they've lost the Bromwich boys. They've lost Kafusi. Uh, am I missing anyone? Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith, of course. How could I forget? But I think they got a, they got rid of a lot of contracts, older guys, replaced them with younger forwards, Katoa. They'll bring Holworth up this year, I'm sure. Um, 
they haven't done bad at recruiting other forwards. Welsh should come back from injury. They got Sims, who was in talks for Origin. He played game one. At or- this Origin. year? Yeah, he played game one. Played game one of Origin this year. So they haven't done a bad job. They'll obviously have Ryan Pappenhausen coming back. Um, they've still got young guys like Coates and um, Meany on the wings. Mm-hmm. Remus Smith, Olam in the centres, Munster Hughes. It's still an incredible team. Oh, 100% it's still an incredible team. Every year people write them off and every year they show why why, why that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, uh, I, I think this year will be no different. I just want to say one thing. You do not doubt Bellamy. Because he gets the best out of every single player that he gets his hands on. And I think Sims in that Melbourne system... Like, like we saw Knopf last year come from playing New South Wales Cup to everyone saying, oh, Knopf Lim is one of the best wingers in the comp. Melbourne have to bring him back. Like, they were desperate to bring him back. Yep. And I just think the way that Melbourne system transforms all these players to playing at the max potential. I just don't see how anybody can doubt that they don't know what they're doing. And name a single season that a storm that a Bellamy run storm team was poor. Never. He's been coaching for how long? Yeah. Uh, 20 years? 21 years now? I think. Yeah, maybe. I think there's a stat that I, I know it's not oh, like doesn't show his greatness overall but they haven't lost a round one game in how long was it? 18 years? Something like that? Yeah. I th- did they lose to South the other year? No, they didn't. They beat them. Did they? Yep. Wow, yeah. They just don't... Oh, I swear they lost. No. They, are you talking about last year? No, year before. 2021. I, I'm going to have a look at this. swear they lost to South. Let's get it up. Maybe that was the year the stat came up. And maybe... Yeah. maybe, maybe. Well, the thing... The thing is, right, people are going to say Brendan Smith's such a huge loss, but I don't really... And, and Brendan Smith's a great player, right? But I don't necessarily think no. he's the biggest loss. Wow, took a they dub. beat them far, yeah. I thought they lost. I'm um, actually going to find when the last round one game they lost is. Um, but for me... Um, yeah, I don't. I think Brandon Smith is going to just help Harry Grant. Brandon Smith's departure is going to help Harry Grant even more, if that makes sense. Like... If we're talking about giving Harry Grant more opportunity, this is the way you do it. And Brendan Smith wasn't really utilized properly last year. I think Bellamy was like, he's going to be leaving anyway, so why would I just spend this year giving him constant minutes? And that's no disrespect to Smith, but that's just probably Bellamy's train of thought, right? So now you've got Nelson and Welch next to Grant, who's probably going to play 80 minutes a game, which you're probably not going to complain about that, are you? Oh, I just... I don't know how people are doubting Melbourne to not being up there in premiership contention again this year. Like, I just don't understand. Yeah, neither. Do you know when Bellamy started coaching? It was 2001. Um, I couldn't tell you, bro, to be honest. I wasn't even alive. They lost round one, 2001. Far out. So, so what's that? 21 years without a round one loss. That is crazy. But, uh, at that point, Bell- Bellamy does not run a poor time. Ever. Never. And and I think Katoa is going to have a huge year for Melbourne this year. I think that some people are underestimating his acquisition. I think so too. Do you want to move on to Newcastle? Newcastle Knights. Now, it says on here that I've gone for a B, but if Lockie Miller does end up there, I'll 
boosted up to a B plus because they filled that fullback spot. I've gone with B plus too. They definitely needed to fill that fullback spot, seeing as they were hell bent on Caitlin Ponga moving yeah. to six. Yeah. Like that was it was not an option. They were going to put Hodgson. It was like at fullback if we, they didn't get yeah. anyone. We were run Gagai at fullback just to play KP at six. Like that's how. Adamant they were that he was going to be the six. They brought in Hastings, who I think complements. He basically has everything that Ponga doesn't. That's how they complement each other. Like Ponga is a quick, agile, creative player, whereas Hastings is just a slower game manager, long kicking game, short kicking game. Ponga doesn't really have the kicking game. He's just going to be more of a creative 5-8. Yeah, and I think it's the 7 that they've needed ever since Mitchell Pearce left. Just yep. last time they made the 8. Uh, I think you're right as well. Compliments Ponga perfectly. Uh, I'm not sure how I, I feel about Ponga moving to 6, just seeing as it didn't work. They've tried it twice now. I don't think it's worked. Yep. Yep. Um, they did lose Mitch Barnett, mm-hmm. which is a bit of a loss, but I still but- think Hayes... They lost Clymer as well, but they did gain gain Adam Elliott. They did, so they kind of and they gained Hetherington too, who Hetherington. I think a lot of people are forgetting about because he basically missed the whole year last year. But him playing in that second row for the Dogs in that limited amount of games that he did, he he was really quick. I th- did you see that thing where he was like top five fastest, top speeds in the NRL? I, I think I did. Where they they took everyone's top speed, like top acceleration to the point that they got to. He was at like 36 point something kilometers an hour. Yeah, I, I think I did say that one. And I just think they've addressed their main problems. Yeah. They may have lost, like in terms of the players they've lost and gained, it may be a little bit even, but the players they've gained address the problems that they have. Yeah, and I think the one thing the Knights could have done to go the step further to get this to an A off-season was, again, clean out the coaching staff, reset, get someone who's committed to this Ponga experiment but is also going to bring new ideas and a new vision into this club rather than the Adam O'Brien way because I'm I'm just not sure if the players are responding to O'Brien. Like, the whole Clemmer situation... It's been known that every club that Big Clem goes to, he's never a problem. He plays for all his teammates. He puts his 110% into every game. So the fact that I think there was a bust-up between them two shows that maybe O'Brien isn't the right coach for the club. But, hey, if they feel like he's the one coach that's going to take them forward, then you just got to say, okay, well, you got to live with that decision, whether it is a good one or a bad one. Yeah, I think this year will... Especially if, they, if that Miller transfer does go through. Yeah. I think it's a big year to see how... The, if, if, to see if they've, how they've set it up is going to work. Yeah, I agree. I think it's... They they didn't really lose anyone. They lost Clem, I know. But at the end of the day, they wanted to refresh the roster anyway. There was even rumours that Frizzell was on their way out. So I don't think they lost anyone that they're uncomfortable with losing. And yep. they got Hastings back for Clemmer, so it's really not like they fully lost a roster spot. They still got the Saifidi boys on the bench, Leo Thompson. Matt Croker. Yeah, they got plenty of depth. Plenty I agree. of depth. I 100% agree with you. Cowboys. Cowboys is one we were talking about the other day. And I've gone with a C-. minus. I've done the same thing. And it could even be a D. I agree. I think they've tried to run it back, but it just hasn't worked. They lost, obviously, Tom Gilbert to the Cowboys. Um, to the Dolphins. Cowboys. <laughs> Dolphin to the Dolphins. Um, I know it 
it's not really their fault, but the whole thing with Luciano Lelua, probably going to miss the whole season. Yeah. Lost a lot of forward depth. Luki's still out for the start of the year. Yep. They've Which... lost they've lost Hamaso to definitely the Dolphins, not the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, I just don't think it's been a good off-season for them. Yeah. Like, maybe not horrible. They've only lost. They've they really lost, gained. Um, they lost Lemuelu as well. They did. And actually, I, I, I misspoke and they gained James Tamo, but I'm not I'm not sure he really mm. changes the roster too much. And I'm just not sure what positions he, he's coming in to fill. Like, they did say the other day that Hess would be training on the edge, so maybe that means Hess is going to start in the second row and then Tamo's just filling a spot on the bench. I, know I think a, so. He's a good experienced player to have around. He's probably on a minimum contract there's, it's probably not too much of an issue considering you have to use 95% of the cap anyways. But yeah, I don't... And they got Jajewski as well and Shibasaki I saw the other day who I didn't even know they gained from the, the Knights, I believe, he came from. Yeah, so just, just kind of depth. Depth players. I don't think it's yeah. been a good off-season for them. Neither. I think um, their 1-17 is still fine. I think it's just in terms of if they lose players over origin and stuff, they're going to struggle to fill holes. Yeah, 100% agree. And that's not saying, oh, okay, we've given Cowboys a C- minus or D. They're going to drop yeah. out of the eight. It's not saying that. Oh, it's just saying 100%. they haven't had a good offseason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, by by any means am I not saying, like, the Cowboys are going to drastically fall off. They're still going to be in the hunt for the top four, and they're still going to be 100% a top five, top six team. It's just whether they've filled the gaps for Origin. So we know Nana is going to play Origin. Dearden might go into the camp. We know Val Holmes is going to play Origin. We know Talungi is probably going to play Origin. Scott Drinkwater may go into the camp. Reese Robson may go into the camp. McLean may go into the camp. He was there last year. Cotter. Hess, Cotter. Like, that's a lot of players to lose over Nanai. that period. Yeah, I said Nana. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's a lot of players to lose over that period. And, you know, you never know. A couple injuries and Kyle Feltz even in the camp. So... I just think the Cowboys haven't really addressed um, the fact that they're going to lose a lot of players over that break. And I just don't know how they're going to fill those spots. Yeah, no, that could be could be very, very tough for them over the origin period. Yeah, 100%. Parramatta? I've given them... I may be a little bit, ha- maybe a little bit harsh. I've given them a D plus, but I, I might actually bump that up to a C, C minus. Now, I've got C, but... Even I want to go up to a better C+. I'm going to go C+, for Parramatta, and this is why. This is why. So, Parramatta brought in Hopgood, who is very cheap. Very cheap. Out of Penrith, who they're saying is basically training the house down all season. He's been their best trainer. Um, but the problem is, they brought in Hodgson. Um, the problem is, they lost so much quality. So much quality. Money. Popularity. Like those, those those two names alone are just near Corey as well. Like they just that, lost so much. Nathan Brown's not gonna play this year. That's that's a lot a Oregon, lot of depth. Oregon Kafusi as well, like we just talked about. Half their bench is gone now. Yeah, I don't know. I just they brought in Murchie. Um they Hop, Hopgood was a good addition. Very good addition. Hodgson I hope we Hodgson don't know. I hope he's good. Yeah. But, but we, we, you can't know after ACL surgery. He's coming off two ACLs, that. isn't he? Uh, two straight maybe, years? Yeah, maybe. 
I think he's coming off two straight years of ACLs. I don't know if they're the was, same knee or not. There but. was definitely another major injury. I'm not sure. It may have been a peck or something, but there was definitely another major injury that he had that he was coming back from. I 100% agree. So if Hodgson can come off, I, I it'll be much higher than the day plus I've given them. Yeah. Hopgood's a good signing. He'll be good for the future. Um, apart from that, I think they've had a had a bit of a shocker. Yeah. I don't know. I think they filled a lot of spots. They filled the spots, but they can't replace the quality. And who knows? Maybe they do have this system where they turn Papali'i from not even making the Warriors starting 17 to the best second rower in the comp. Like, maybe they do have that effect on someone like um, Murchie or a Hopgood or someone like that. But I just think if you look at the drop in caliber of player that they've brought in compared to what they've lost, I think it's probably a negative offseason. Yeah, I would 100% agree now, with you. Now, they did re-sign Dylan Brown, which is a bonus, obviously, which is something they need to do, but they haven't re-signed Moses. It's still going on with Moses, yep. Yeah, so, you know, they missed out on Tapao as well, so... I don't know. I think, yeah, C, C plus is about okay for Parramatta's off-season. I agree. On to Penrith, I've given them a D. And I've gone C minus. Now, the only reason I've gone C minus is I think they've still got quality there. They've still got origin stars, but they have lost a lot of quality. By no means with the D, I still have them first on my ladder. Yeah. Even though I've given them a D. Yeah. They're just that good. They've lost Coruscant. Mitch Kenny's decent, but I think Appy's the best nine in the game. I don't yep. think you can replace a guy like Appy Coruscant yep. unless you sign a Harry Grant or something like that. Lost Viliami Kikau. Now, while they do have decent depth to cover those positions, I don't think, like you said with Para, they've replaced them. But you can't replace the quality that they provided. Yeah, and they Hop lost, good as well for depth. And they lost Staines too, who depth. You know, whether you're not high on whether you're high on Staines or not, and they still lost him. I know they got Peachy back, but you know, from what we saw from Peachy from the Tigers last year, he's really got to step that up. And whether he comes back to Penrith and he's like, now it's time to rip in, like it's really time to try now. It's I can't just coast on a 16th place team. If he comes in and has a good impact, then you look back on that trade and you're like, it's probably a win-win, or depending on how Staines plays, it's a it's a win for Penrith. But as you said, the players that they've lost, again, just like Para, like I know they brought Garner, Hosking, Hosking, I think will have a big year. But you just can't replace Appy and Kikau. I'm with you. And I know we we can't Crichton towards the Bulldogs, so if you want to say they failed yeah. to re-sign oh, yeah. Crichton as well. Yeah, 100%. You can add that in. I, I think you probably add that into next off-season. But still, they they didn't negotiate well with Crichton. They did re-sign To'o, so maybe that bumps it up to maybe a C. But I think To'o, they were going to always re-sign one of them. I think it was most likely going to be To'o the whole time. So... I just don't know. They lost Seraldo too, if you want to count that. Like, they've had to reshape, reshape their coaching staff a little bit as well. Yep. They've just lost too much to get a good grade from me. O'Sullivan, too. Yep. O'Sullivan. Kurt Phil. It's Kurt actually Falls. quite a major. Quite Kurt Falls, they haven't re-signed either. O'Sullivan was very, very good filling in for Cleary yeah. and Lula. They're going to miss him a lot. They're going to miss him a lot. Exactly. So, yeah, I think it's a bit of an L for Paramount. They lost a lot more than they gained. But don't get me wrong. They still got... Basically, the whole New South Wales 1-13. to 13, So, I don't think they're stressing too much. I, I think... Not stressing at all. I think, you know, they'll still finish in the top two, but it's not going to be as much domination as to the point where they're only losing one game a year. 
We couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, I'm with you 100% on that. I don't think they're stressing, but I also don't think they've had a good off-season. It's hard yeah. to have a good off-season when you're that good. Yeah, well, talking about not good off-seasons, probably the hottest topic in worst off-seasons is the Dragons. Now, I think you've been a little bit lenient here. I think I think you've been quite generous. You don't you don't think a D minus is fair? No, I've given them an F. <laughs> I've given them an F. No, listen. Listen. They didn't get rid of their coach. Yeah. Who I, I think is just <laughs> They needed to get rid of Griffin. They've re signed Hunt. Now I don't want to get into why I wouldn't have re signed Hunt. Great player, probably had one of his yeah. best years ever. But I don't think signing him for a million plus when they're not contending is the right move. I they should have brought a junior through, saved their money. Can I? They've yeah, got finish. a bunch of 35-year-old forwards at the moment. They've got... Who they got? They signed Murdoch Masilla, who was struggling to make the Warriors 17. Mm-hmm. They've still got Aaron Woods. And... They lo- Amon has been stood down um, the whole year. Yep, Amon stood down the whole year. I think they've got Sullivan to replace him. I'd, I'm not sure if that's going to be too... Too big of a problem. Um, who else did they sign? They signed Jacob Little, who I don't think is an upgrade at nine. He he shows spurts of being quite good. I just don't know if his service is incredible, yeah. and sometimes he can be a bit lazy. Um, who's who's their other signing? They signed someone else. Murdoch Masilla, Little, Musgrove. Musgrove, that's the other one. He's someone that I could see that could have a decent year, but again, I just think... It's, it's not the enforcer they need in their forward pack. Yeah, and it can be that when he's switched on, and it's whether Griffin gets the best out of him. I do want to quickly mention my hot take about not bringing back Hunt. The problem with the Dragons is they're too comfortable in Hunt by himself winning them four or five games. They're way too comfortable in thinking that that's just going to happen. And the problem is Hunt's 32 now, and you know he's not getting any younger, and they haven't built anything around him. They have not built anything around him. If I was Ben Hunt, I wouldn't want to stay at the Dragons. No, I would go hunting to the Dolphins. Unless he wants to just win a Dally M. Yeah, well, and he's not going to do that this year because they're not going to win enough games to the point where he's going to get three points. I'm with you. So I think, yeah, not a good offseason for St. George. And look, I'd love for their signings to come out and surprise us. You know, they're not on a lot of money. So if they do come out and give you even a solid start a year, like... You're probably like, that's great value for money, but I just don't. I think there's been a lot. There's also been a lot of off field drama, obviously, trying to get rid of the Illawarra name. Well, at least there was talks to mm. Amone and was it Lomax having, having, a, a, go at, and having a go at each other, even though Amone's not going to be there. Cause now he's stood down, so. Far. I'm just... It's I, heavy, isn't it? I don't think the Dragons are going to be anywhere near competitive this year. Yeah, I had them last. I had them last. I had them 16th out of the Dolphins, but to be honest, it's whatever for me. I'll let them yeah. in. Yeah. And, and any two, 16th, 17th. Yeah. Right. South Sydney. We're done bagging out the Dragons. We'll yeah. move on to Sorry. a team that had a decent offseason. season. apologize for the Dragons fans, man. You didn't need that. You didn't need us to say all that. I think you've already realized that. You guys are just... Uh, can't even... I mean, look, you'd be like, I'm a Tigers fan, so I can't talk about off-seasons and signing old players and signing, you know, un- underperforming players, but just... I'm I'm sorry, Dragons fans. I've been there, done that. Yeah, me too. I don't think Manly's been as bad in my lifetime Yeah, as, as probably the Tigers... Uh, as 
probably as high as being supporting the Tigers and Dragons have been. Yeah. But um, yeah, Dragons, you haven't had a good off season. I'm sorry. I do, I do like the club, so I'm I'm hoping they aren't that bad, but I, I just can't see anything else happening. Well, yeah, but their charity shield opponent, South Sydney, way better than expected. Now, you've gone... I thought that's a B- minus for a sec, but it's a B plus, and I've got an A, so we're, again, in no, about the same area. I, I did go B-. minus. Is it B-? minus? It is a B-. minus. Oh, it is too. Okay. Well, that's drastically different to me then, because I've... I've taken on the fact that they've offloaded Jackson Polo, which freed up some cap. They've re-signed Latrell, Cody Walker, and Damian Cook, so they've done a lot of reten- uh, retention. Um, I just can't see what's wrong with that. Did they did they gain anyone? Any significant gains? They lost Mark Nichols. Um, they didn't really lose anyone at all. I think they re-signed a lot. Which I probably haven't taken into account yeah. here. But B minus for me isn't bad. It's just kind of average, if that makes sense. Mate. To be in the A range, I think you need a brilliant off season. Yeah. And to me, they didn't bring anyone in. They didn't really lose anyone. That's so I, I've gone enough. around average. But I think their retention was awesome. The fact that they could bring all these players back. You know, they did make that mistake with Reynolds where they let him go and Reynolds went and have a great season with Brisbane. And you probably think if Reynolds stayed for that extra year, they probably win the comp this year or maybe Pemis to win it but then that grand final again I, I would have liked to have seen them just add another player I, yeah. I don't because they're, they're always in contention if they can sign another quality player I think mm-hmm. they'll be one of the fa- what well, they already are but I think they will be pretty much favourites to win the comp I think they just need another mm-hmm. maybe probably an enforcer I think yeah, well, I reckon they'll probably get that out of Saluka Fafita or Moali, who we did talk about in our break, breakout players who were on our last podcast. So yep. if you guys haven't listened to that, go check that out. Um, similar format to this, we spoke about a player for every single team who could break out. But um, yeah, I think South just did a great job of running it back. They didn't lose anyone. You know, they had a few players that could have gone and signed deals with other clubs like Cody Walker and Damian Cook, but they brought them back. I don't think Latrell was ever going to leave... Isaac Thompson's now their starting winger, which I really like that decision actually from Demetrio. And they've just been really out of drama and anything. And I just, yeah, I really like South off season. I think they're going to be a lot better for just retaining all their players and just making sure their roster is still solid. I think they did re-sign Burgess as well. Um, yeah, I just really, I'm really, really happy with teams like South when they're good and they don't go and sell out all their good players and. I know Pemeth didn't really have a choice with the cap pressure, but I'm just, yeah, South did really well in bringing back their three marquee players pretty much. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Um, I think the last three teams that we've got have all had brilliant off-seasons. Yeah, well, you know, I did have the Roosters pretty high here at an A- minus or an A+. Plus, a- I minus. had them as a B+. Plus. But I might drop that a little bit because they did lose... Verils and they did look they like Ross Verils brought in Brandon Smith. I think that is an upgrade, but I don't know if Brandon Smith feels what they need. Verils did exactly what the Roosters need, and that was defend in the front line, make a ton of tackles, and distribute the ball effectively. Brandon Smith, Brandon Smith is like a fo- like a, a another forward. Like he's like he's like your sixth forward, right? Like he's gonna run out of dummy half, make darks out of dummy half. What they need to do is ensure that Kiri and Walker and Teddy are getting the ball early. Even Radley's getting the ball early, and they can shift it along and get all these star players out on the edge involved. And I, I, 
I think the cheese is awesome. All right, he's a hooker of the year, and a lot of people are tip- tipping him for hooker of the year. But I just don't. I don't know his fit. I think it's still a minus for the Roosters. They didn't really lose anything. Like I, they didn't lose much at all. I just. I don't know about so, bit. Somewhat disagree. I agree with you that Varels is probably a better distributor yep. and maybe more of a role player. But I think Smith just gives them yet another attacking threat yeah. for teams to worry about. He can run out of dummy half, something Varels didn't do too often. Um, strong. I don't think his service is horrible by any means. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's yeah, horrible. Yeah. I'm just saying... Verils is definitely quicker. But the thing I do want to say is, I think the Roosters, if they get this right, they could have Brandon Smith. Imagine a Brandon Smith dart from dummy half. Like, you catch a couple of players offside, six more. Someone like Victor, who's played hooker, slides into hooker, shifts the ball out, Teddy Walker. How are you supposed to defend that? Yeah, I 100% agree that. Another thing I was going to say is, he also just adds to the already kind of mongrel team that they have. Yeah. Radley, Raria, Hargreaves, yeah. Lodge, Crichton. You got Brandon Smith in there now. Mm-hmm. I think I think it just he fits the culture of the Roosters quite well, and I think he'll play very well under Trent Robinson. But Even I, though he's been under Craig Bellamy already, yeah. I think Robbo's a good coach. Yeah. Well, the only significant loss for me is Siwa Takeaho, who I think is a really, really, really good player and underrated they, loss. They're gonna lo- they're gonna miss him quite a bit, I think. I think so too. He's a meter eater. They do have like I said, they got Lindsay Collins to come off the bench if Matt Lodge and Maria yeah. Hargo start. Yeah. Well, they still haven't brought back Matt Lodge. I think he will end up going back once all this stuff kind of is sorted out. But again, they still haven't brought him back, so you can't really count him as a loss though, I don't think. Yeah, neither. And they've started they've signed a bit of depth in Jackson Polo. Corey Allen. Corey Allen. I yeah. mean they've already got a lot of depth. They've got players like Billy Smith that can yeah. fill in. Momorowski. Yeah, Momorowski, that's the other one I was thinking yeah. about. So I think they've had a good off season. I've given them a B plus, slightly above average, I would say. Yeah, no, I think they did well for themselves. The team next is the Warriors, and they're one I really want to talk about because I haven't heard a lot of rumblings about how good the Warriors offseason has been, and I even was listening to um <coughs> a podcast the other day where they said the Warriors offseason was a loss, and I was like, they've gained so many I think, quality players to the point where you can't say it's a loss. Maybe you can say it's average like, but I don't think it's average. I think it's the most underrated offseason mm. out of any team. They, I've, I've got them outright third. I don't think any team's even close to them after yeah. the top two teams that we've got. Yeah, 100%. I think... They brought in probably... I don't want to say best utility in the game because I'm, I'm sure there's another one out there that I'm just missing. Yeah. Like, Brandon Smith, I'm pretty sure, played 13, so I'm not going to count him as a 14. Yeah. Did he? Oh, no, King played 13. So, okay, yeah, uh, Calvin Brandon King. Smith and all those guys. Walker is an incredible 14. Yeah. They've got Mitch Barnett. They've signed Murata Niakora. That's great depth for their second row. Their lock Niakora can shift to center if he has to, so can Walker. Uh-huh. Nickel Klockstat, Tamari Martin, Luke Metcalf, who's a young, promising half. They've done brilliantly. And they've, well. they've retained, apart from Reese Walsh, who I think wanted to go anyway. Yeah. And they've replaced him with a good player in tomorrow Martin mm-hmm. or Nickel Clockstar if they put him there. I just, I just think they've upgraded so much. They've addressed their creativity problems that they've had for years now. Yeah. 
I just think it's been a very good offseason for them. I agree. I think they've done really well for themselves. Obviously, they brought a new coach in and uh, Andrew Webster too. I think it's on the up for the Warriors. It's on the up. They've brought in a lot of experience. I think Metcalf will get a crack at that six jersey at some point. Uh, maybe not to start the year, but I definitely think definitely think he will end up there at the end, come round 27 or whatever it is. But yeah, as you said, I think really under off underrated offseason for the Warriors. And the last team... Can, that, can I just say what the Warriors yeah, go? Oh, no, you go. They kept their young players. Oh, yeah. They're promising young guys. Curran, Vilea, Cossie, Walsh. I think it's a good one. Yeah, that, that's they're, the point I was going on before, but yeah. I, I kind of circled around to Tamara Martin and all that, apart from Walsh, yeah. who I think wanted to go anyway, and I was saying they've replaced him yeah. with a with a very good option if they put Tamara Martin there. Mm-hmm. They've even kept their guys. Even Nickel Clocks, that's still a grand final playing fullback. Yep. Like, he's still a proven fullback. He just hasn't played first grade in quite a while. So, maybe it's just a question of how he readjusts, but he's still a very solid player. And then at, they've got very, very solid depth. They've got mm. Bunty, Bailey Sirenen, all yep. Jazz Tavok. They've got yep. those guys in the props. Mm-hmm. And then they've still got Montoya, Pompey, all those type of guys yeah. that fill in the back line. Martin Clocks, that can both play. Um, fullback if one of them goes down Walker they've got very versatile players as well so I don't know how you can call the Warriors off season a loss to be honest at all the last even average team, anyway go on the last team that we're going to talk about today is the Mighty Tigers the Mighty Tigers it's a fail <sighs> okay bro this team, right, and I'm not going to go on a tangent, but look at the gains. And I was looking, I showed you that thing before on Instagram about the difference in the team. Like, they brought in Staines for Peachy. They brought in Clemmer for Hastings. Now, obviously, Hastings is a pretty significant loss, but they're showing faith in Brooks. So, whether or not you think he's going to have a good year is up to you. They brought in Papali'i. They brought in Ekorosau. Bateman's coming over. They brought in Ramanos the other day. Valetti from Manly has come over. Um, they've got, and I mean, Bloor's coming back. Talao's coming back. I know we're not counting that, but they brought Sheen's in now. They've got Benji around, Robbie around. They've brought Ferner back in as an assistant coach. I just, I think it's just almost the best offseason out of all the teams. All right. I was going to make a joke and say it's a fail because you kept Luke Brooks, but I've actually given them an A+. I mean, <laughs> the be- best recruitment in all of the NRL, and I don't even think it's close. Oh, I think it's I close have them dogs. outright first. They brought Tim Sheens, Polish coach, very... He's one of the best coaches of all time, would you say? Yeah, he's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. They've brought in Bateman, who was one of the best second rowers in the game when he was there. Only went back to England. He's been good there as well. Had a great World Cup. Pop Lee, best second row in the NRL. Coruscant, my best nine. And it's positions that they needed to fill. Clemmer. Yeah. I-, I could keep going on forever. They've got Folletti, who scored six tries in a game, in an SG ball game against Knights for Manling. I'm very salty you've got him. Rue is going to come through. Massive clean-out was needed. That's they close. achieved that. Signed stars in the positions they cleared out. You-, you, can't- you can't get much better. That's what I was about to say. I think the more underrated thing on the off-season was people have been campaigning for ages that they need to refresh the roster, they need to do a massive clean-out, and that's exactly what they've done. 
They've let Musgrove go, Little go, Peachy go, Garner go, Kelma go, Hastings go. Um, like, so many players have been let go. I'm probably even still forgetting some, right? Like Musgrove, I think I said Musgrove yeah, and Little, Musgrove. right? Let's Madden as well. They let go. Yeah. So they've really cleaned out this roster. I mean, they've just added Brendan Wakem today as well. Whether or not just you, depth, just depth. But, but to me, so with Staines, you still got Kepaola. Yeah. You've got a lot of depth as well. It's not yeah. like you've just signed top seventeen players and then you've got nothing below that. Yeah. You've got depth. You've got stars. You've got good players in your spine. Yeah. Hopefully, Dewey's playing six all year next year. I, I believe he will be. They I, don't really have a choice. To be honest, he is the six. They don't. They don't have a choice. I will go as far as to say, I don't know if I've seen a better off season from the team in my lifetime. That's crazy. I'm not gonna go out and claim that, but I'm gonna say that. Can you can you remember a team that's had better recruitment than that? Like obviously, there's teams that have had big signings, like Maloney's yeah. been chopped around a little bit. Yeah. But Papali'i, Coruscant, Bateman, world class coach. Good young player in Folletti. Yeah. Okay. Clemmer. They, they they did retain a lot as well. They brought Kepa'oa back, Nadem back, Talao got an extension, Bloor got an extension, Pole got an extension, Matamua got an extension. Like, they've extended all the players they should have extended to, which is a problem the Tigers have faced a lot of times in terms of letting the wrong ones go, which we clearly know with Pappenhausen, Adokar, Tedesco, Moses, Woods, all these players that they've let go and they've gone, other systems have been superstars, right? So the thing with Sheens is he's going to put faith in the young guys and I think... He's really leading the club in a in a great direction, and I think they've done really well this offseason with who they've recruited and who they've chosen to let go. I think he is too. The coaching staffs had a complete overhaul. I think Robbie Farah and Benji Marshall are both in on it now as well. Yeah. Was Robbie last year, or was he just? What was Robbie last year? Uh, he was a trainer. Just trainer. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're doing amazing things. I think they're definitely on the right track. Signed good young Papa Lee's good young Coruscant still got a few years left in him Bateman's still got a few years left in him like I said I haven't seen a better off season from a team in my lifetime I'm not going to say all time because I'm not up to date maybe like South signed like three immortals one year in 1910 but like I'm just going to say my lifetime I haven't seen a better off season from a team yeah well I guess we'll just run back run everyone back through the the greats just so everyone is aware so for the Broncos I've gone for a C uh, for the Raiders I've gone for a B minus we've both gone for an A for the Dogs I've gone C plus for the Sharks which I think I did change to maybe I keep B minus yeah B minus B minus the Dolphins I've gone for a B plus the Storm I've gone for a B uh, Manly I've gone for a C no wait yep you've done it you've done them all now I've done them all yep uh, the Knights, I've gone for a B. The Cowboys, C minus or D. Para, I've gone C plus. Penrith, I've gone C minus. Dragons, I've gone D minus. Souths, I've got A. Roosters, I've gone A minus, B plus. Warriors, I've gone B plus. And I've given the Tigers an A. Uh, so I've given the Broncos B minus. Raiders, C plus. Bulldogs, A. Sharks, B minus. Dolphins, a C. Titans, A minus. Manly, C. Melbourne, B plus. Newcastle, B plus. Cowboys, C minus. Para, I think I changed it to a C from a D plus or a C minus. Yeah. Penrith, I've gone with a D. Dragons, I'm sorry, I've given you an F. 
Uh, South B minus, Roosters B plus, Warriors A minus, and Tigers obviously as high as I talked about them A plus. I think I did miss the Titans and I gave the Titans a B plus too. Yes, yes. B plus. Well, you guys be sure to come to our Instagram page. We're going to put all of these rankings up in a post just probably after we drop the podcast. Um, but yeah, I know we want you guys to let us know what you think. Do you think, you know, some, some off seasons were higher? Do you think some were lower? Do you think we're overrating some off seasons or underrating them? Do you think there's signings that could break through and really fluctuate the rankings and the grades of these off seasons? You guys just let us all know at Strictly Footy Pod. You know where to find us on Instagram. Go to link in our bio. You can find everything about us. Um, but yeah, anything you want to say, bro? One last thing I missed about the Tigers. Yeah. And I know I've been harping on about them. Just like the Bulldogs, like I said, I think they are, as long as Luke Brooks doesn't have a breakout year this year and suddenly become halfback of the year, Luke Brooks, I think they're a halfback away from being genuine title contenders. Yeah. Well, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I think so too. I think he could have a good year. He's got the tools to do it this time. He yeah. hasn't had the tools to 100%. do it since probably the year he won halfback of the year. So Yeah, exactly. And that's him individually. He didn't even have the pack that they got this year. Forgot to mention the Tigers also uh, retained Joe. So oh, That's a big signing. Yeah. He had a massive year last year. Anyway, guys, I think that's all for our off-season grades. A little bit of a shorter podcast compared to normal, but you guys let us know what other content you'd like to see from us. You can get in contact uh, contact with us at strictlyfootypod on Insta, um, strictlyfootypod at gmail.com. If you guys want to email us anything, any content, any questions, any reviews, make sure you review, review us on Spotify, Apple, etc., whatever uh, platform you listen to us on. YouTube coming soon. We're still working on everything, so your feedback is so appreciated with us and you know you guys keep the show running so as long as you guys are happy and have an input on the show then we're happy so you guys continue to let us know what you guys want to see from us yeah definitely go to the platforms that tom has said we will be launching the tiktok yes very very, very soon. soon and the twitter is strictly footy pod capital s capital f i think it's just s footy pod capital s capital f uh, names are all taken uh, eh? it's yeah and names were all taken Twitter's it's ridiculous. in the it's in the link in the insta bio as long as you guys are tapping into the insta and active on the insta then you'll keep up to date with everything exactly all on the link tree there exactly so including podcasts like this yes exactly well you can go find it whatever platform you guys stream on so you guys just let us know what you want to see in the future. We we would love to hear your feedback, hear any comments you got on the show. Make sure you give us a, a like, follow on Instagram, get that engagement up, as well as give us a rating and review on Spotify. Download and follow on Spotify, whatever platform you guys use for your podcasts. And um, I think that's it for today, is it? That's all. Well, you guys um, stay blessed as always, and uh, we'll catch you on Saturday for... A different style of podcast. I think you guys are going to be really looking forward to it. It's one you want to tune into. 100%. We won't give away what that's going to be. Not until the podcast comes out. You guys will see it then. Well, you guys will have to be there. But until then, make sure you guys stay blessed, stay safe, take care. Uh, Later.